I'm Kareen, and you're listening to Eat Like an Artist, the podcast that celebrates creatives, mindful entrepreneurship, and mental wellness. Each week, we dive into practical business advice and deep conversations among creative friends and role models, speaking openly and inclusively about life as an artist. We don't believe in gatekeeping because everyone's welcome. This is your community too. Let's find the balance within creative entrepreneurship with all the love for the art and none of the burnout and self-doubt. Welcome to Eat Like an Artist, episode one. I'm your host, Kareen, and in this episode, we'll be exploring the theme of the starving artist, also known as the struggling artist and the tortured artist. We'll also provide some background as to why we want to subvert this stereotype in the first place through this podcast. But before we dive in, make sure to grab a snack or enjoy a great meal. Make sure that you eat today while we talk about the history and the evolution of the struggling, tortured, and starving artist stereotypes. The idea of the struggling artist dates back to ancient Greece. The Greeks believed that art was a divine gift and that artists were therefore divinely inspired. However, they also believed that this gift came at a price. Artists were often depicted as being tormented by their own creativity, leading to poverty and emotional instability. This stereotype has continued to evolve throughout the ages. During the Renaissance, artists like Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci were celebrated as geniuses, but were also expected to work for wealthy patrons and aristocrats, leading to a paradoxical situation in which artists were both celebrated and exploited. The idea that art is a luxury that only the wealthy can afford creates a class divide, which can make people less likely to engage with or support the arts themselves. This in turn causes art to be continually underfunded and undervalued. In the 19th century, the stereotype of the struggling artist evolved into the tortured artist stereotype. Vincent van Gogh, the Dutch post-impressionist painter, is perhaps the most famous example of this stereotype. Despite his struggles with mental illness, he produced some of the most iconic works of art in history, including Starry Night and Sunflowers. His life story with its struggles and tragedies has captured the public imagination, leading to numerous books, films, and other works that explore his life and legacy. Despite his success, he never truly got to experience it and enjoy it himself. I found myself stuck on this thought as I watched his paintings beautifully dance from wall to wall, leaving audience members speechless during the immersive Van Gogh exhibition. Here we are, 21st century people in a massive room, marveling at the work of this 19th century man who was largely unappreciated during his own lifetime, and only sold one painting. Yet now, after his death, his work has record-breaking prices at auctions and continues to be sought after by collectors and museums around the world. I remember hearing whisperings from audience members who seemed to romanticize his struggles because for some reason that was seen as the source of his greatness. And I don't know this man, but it moves me to tears to hear how real and debilitating his struggles with mental illness were. By modern standards, his care was far from adequate as mental illness was poorly understood and available treatment was limited during his lifetime. On top of that, he faced financial difficulties and a sense of isolation and loneliness that were just heartbreaking. Today, while there's still much work to be done to improve mental health care, we have access to a range of effective treatments and therapies that were not available during Van Gogh's lifetime. However, the tortured artist stereotype can perpetuate the idea that artists must suffer in order to create. This can be harmful not only to artists themselves, but also society, as a whole. By romanticizing suffering and mental illness, we risk normalizing these conditions and discourage people from seeking help. In the 20th century, the stereotype of the struggling artist took a new form, the starving artist. 
This was largely due to the rise of modernism, a movement that rejected traditional values and celebrated experimentation and innovation. Artists like Jackson Pollock and Willem Kooning were celebrated for their avant-garde works, but they were often depicted as being impoverished and struggling to make ends meet. Sadly, food insecurity is a real issue among artists. Many artists struggle to make ends meet and may not have consistent or reliable sources of income, making it difficult to afford basic necessities like food and housing. According to a 2015 report by the National Endowment for the Arts, artists are more likely to experience poverty than the general population, earn lower incomes, and work in part-time or temporary jobs. And as Raven Baxter famously said, yep, that's me. Yeah, I remember how much like insecurity in terms of finances and even sometimes food I felt when I was really trying to pursue photography full time. Um, I remember, you know, working part time jobs. I'm even in the space right now where I'm working full time photography. But every now and then I'm thinking like, oh, my gosh, how how am I going to make next month's rent? And, you know, despite with all this worry that like clouds my mind, I have my loved ones who are doing their best to keep me supported. And it's a true gift in this world that they can help alleviate that general anxiety around money. But yeah, it's just wild when I talk about, you know, these personal experiences and this general anxiety about like, you know, what's next or like, you know, you know, what are we going to do about food and housing? And like, it's, it's hard to hear when I talk with other creative friends or even just a creative new people that I'm like talking to. And they're just like, yeah, I totally get it. Um, and, you know, while there is power and, you know, some sort of like beauty and solidarity, like I don't want to romanticize and beautify the experience that we're going through because it is rough. So how can we starve out these harmful stereotypes? Lean into community, lean into new ideas, new conversations and new perspectives. I've got five actionable steps that our listeners can take which include buying art from artists directly, either through their websites or at local art shows and markets that they're at. Number two, supporting art programs and institutions such as museums and galleries by attending the exhibits and the events that they hold throughout the year. Number three, donating to art organizations and nonprofits that support artists and art education. Number four, sharing and promoting the work of artists on social media or with friends and family. And number five, commissioning custom artwork from artists. I also know that some of our listeners might be artists themselves. And, you know, it's going to be super important for us as artists to support each other. You know, we can collaborate with other artists on projects and exhibitions. We can join artist groups and organizations to share resources and support. We can also mentor emerging artists and provide guidance and feedback because we want to raise a generation that's going to be better than us. We can also participate in art swaps and trades to exchange artwork with other artists. And of course, we can always share and promote the work of other artists on social media and in their networks. That's like a totally free thing that anyone can do, but it is so, so, so helpful. We also have to consider that there are people who do not support art as a career. To challenge their perspective, we can emphasize the social and economic impact that art brings. The arts have a significant economic impact on both national and global economies. According to a report from the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, the global market for creative goods and services reached $509 billion in 2015 and is projected to continue to grow. In the United States alone, the arts and cultural industries contribute more than $760 billion to the economy each year and support 4.9 million jobs. 
The arts also have a significant impact on local economies, particularly through the development of cultural districts and creative placemaking initiatives. By investing in the arts, cities and communities can attract tourists, support small businesses, and foster a vibrant and engaged community. On its social impact, think about how many of us leaned into art during the global pandemic and lockdowns. The way we dove into painting, into the art of cooking, into amazing films and shows, all in the effort to comfort us during such difficult times. Research has found that engaging with art can reduce stress and anxiety, improve mood and self-esteem, and even improve cognitive function as well as bridge cultural divides and foster greater understanding and empathy. This podcast, Eat Like an Artist, is inspired by the need for more conversations in our communities to talk about the emotional needs that we have as people, as human beings living in a difficult world during difficult times. We often hear the phrase, eat like a king, but art and a good life should not just be this unattainable luxury. We all deserve to enjoy life to the fullest and not have to worry about where our next meal will come from. So I want you all to eat like artists, hungry for knowledge and growth, while also being well-fed in your mind, body, and soul. So we'll ask again, how can we starve out these starving artist stereotypes? We can support artists financially and emotionally. This means supporting initiatives that provide financial assistance and resources to artists in need, acknowledging their struggles, and encouraging them to seek help when they need it. We can also work to change the narrative around art and mental health, recognizing that creativity can coexist with mental wellness and that suffering is not a prerequisite for great art. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, rate this podcast five stars and check out the link in the description to view the show notes. Everything in this episode is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace finance, tax, law, mental health, and other professional services. As always, we are here to support you because we don't believe in gatekeeping and we want all of our listeners to become thriving creatives. We'll continue the conversation about mindful creative entrepreneurship in next week's episode. Until then, stay inspired, keep creating, and eat some good food. This podcast was edited by Alexis Carrasquillo from Familia Creative Media.